It's un- it's probably going to be called the original doll. So. Hi, my name is Timo, aka Tim O Spears, and Lipe, aka Lipe Servat, and you're listening to Original Doll, the podcast. The Mona Lisa. Yes. We are on. Hello. Hi, Felipe. How Hi, are you? I'm good. How are you, Tima <laughs> T? It's, you know, it's an interesting time, but, you know, I'm prepping up for the move, but I still wanted to record this special episode for you guys, because guess what? I was born to make you happy. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so for you guys that don't know, Timothy is moving from Minnesota to Texas. So he's being very overwhelmed. The girl, she had like, mm-hmm. she had her goodbye party yesterday, the final party, and he's kind of a little, a little hungover, hungover. And also maybe transitioning careers at the moment. So <laughs> hit me up. Did, did you, you have fun yesterday? <laughs> did you fun? What did you say? Did you have fun yesterday? I had a ball. Oh my god! I had a ball. Yeah, yeah. My friends, I have a friend visiting me from Austin, and we put on a dream within a dream performance. Uh huh. So it was everything. So I saw was, you we guys had even a, lift we had up. a ball. You guys even lift. Yeah, up. he lifted me up. I ripped my pants getting on the floor during being one more time. So I'm like, it's it's okay. I oh. pretend I was in the water and like getting rained on and everything. Oh my god! Just like on the like, encore performance. So <laughs> I'll send you the video. To I want to see guest. it. I definitely want to so, see it. Yeah, no, so thank you for all the support so far, you guys. I mean, I, this is I know this is repetitive information, but we're really happy with all the feedback that we're getting. Very happy. And, you know, our last episode, it seems like you guys are really interested in Free Britney. Um, we had a crazy amount of feedback, 100 uh, listeners within the first 24 hours, so that was exciting to hear. Right, Felipe? I'm so excited. Like, honestly, I, I don't want to be repetitive again, but... When we did uh, start doing this podcast, we swear to God that it was going to have maybe 10, 20 listener max. And, you know, we, we are growing and growing, expanding through overseas, like all the whole entire world. I, I, we are very, very, very happy that you guys Mr. are listening to us. Mr. Worldwide, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hello. We're would, talking to Mr. Since Miami. we are live, I would like to say hello, world. Woo! You know? <laughs> References from Onyx Hotel, do you guys know Yes, okay. honey, I'm familiar, I'm familiar. And then, so we ask everyone to continue following us. Send this podcast to a friend, a Britney Spears friend. Uh, and then tell us to give them us a follow. We're on Instagram. We're also available to stream on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And then tag us um, when you're listening to us. You know, put, on, put us on your story. So we would love to repost you, get some feedback, send some voice memos in or voicemails. And, some nudes um, yeah, we're, if you want. We're just living for it. <laughs> you I said send that. nudes of course yeah if you know what like just nude. send nudes to original doll the podcast and <laughs> i guess whoever views it first is it's they're gonna be their lucky day i just hope you guys don't mind if we screenshot it because we both want to see them <laughs> <laughs> anyways we'll see we'll see All so, right. so we um, have a very special guest today felipe did you want to introduce him yeah so actually i'm so excited that we are back to the singles collection series uh, as you guys know, every time we're going to have a court hearing, we're going to do a free Britney episode. But after that, we're going to get back to track and then going to talk about a single. Today is the actual fourth official single, Born to Make You Happy. And I have a very special guest. He's been in one of our first followers from the podcast. He actually told us that he actually listens to it every time when he's working out. So it made us, you know, very happy to hear that. He is a psychotherapist. And... He is going to give us a little analysis about Britney and her whole situation. So here, are, here it is for you guys, Peter. Hi, hi, Peter. Hi. Yes. <laughs> I am. Thank so you for coming excited. on. <laughs> so first off, how did you find the podcast? I, uh, you know, what's funny is I saw the. I typed in Britney. I always type in Britney in the podcast like section to search. <laughs> I saw the uh-huh. bubble gum like blowing, and I was like, "Oh, this is cute." <laughs> and I just listened. I was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna listen because why not?" And I that's how I found it. I literally just found it by searching. And we stand. Oh that my god, we stand. Uh, yeah. It took two oh seconds. I'm like, like, so happy to hear. <laughs> As a, as, a, as a side note, that was actually Timothy's idea. Like, we were brainstorming. Yes, I, I thought of, yes, the bubble gum. Yeah. We, like, we, I think, like, what was the other name that we were supposed to give our podcast? Rebellion? No. No. Original Doll for, that's it. I'm done. Right there. 
<laughs> period. Period. Oh my god! But anyways, we are so happy to have you here. I think we're gonna get a lot of good insights about what's going on with Britney, maybe with her mental health a little bit. And yeah, so do you wanna tell us who Any you are? You see? Yeah. So wait, first who, off, yeah, what is your Instagram or what is your platform? Yeah, where do you live? What are do you, you do single? for a living? <laughs> are you taking guys? He's so fucking cute. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know he's he's yeah, very handsome. Yeah, I try, I try, I try to keep it up, you know. But um, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> My name is uh, Peter Andrew Danzig, and I actually uh, worked in film and television and soap operas and um, off-Broadway for a couple years. I also got a, like your guest last week, musical theater undergrad, and I was like, wait a minute, okay. I, I kind of like this kind of performance, and we don't, they don't teach us that, and then I went to, and got, I got a full scholarship uh, to Villanova University to be their acting scholar, and I just wanted to be Britney for two years, and... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, oh, long story short, that was it. And, uh, and I, uh, in graduate school, I did some research on mental health and artists, and I started a nonprofit to help artists with their mental health, all because of Brittany. And then I was like, cool. oh, I think I want to, I think I'm going to like take care of them. And that's where I've been now for the last couple of years. I've been doing research on mental health and artists and how it affects their creativity. I use Brittany a lot. I, I, I'm just, she is the reason that I found my career. And yeah. so, yeah, you can follow me. If you type in my name on Instagram, Facebook, social media, it comes up. Just Peter Andrew Danzig. Lots of fun stuff there. That's uh, the most interesting, like, background that I've heard. You know, like, yeah, you know, friend. acting, musical theater to going into research for mental health. Um, other than, like, was there something that sparked that change or yeah you know this is i have this i have these crazy dialogues i work with actors all the time and she comes up constantly and that that's how it came up is i would be working <clears throat> with actors and they would say things like i feel like britney i feel like I, ah. I love to perform but i really don't like the game i my mental health suffers but i'm really i seem outgoing on stage but i'm not the same i'm not that person and people identify and like Britney always comes up and I think Britney is not a cautionary tale I think that she is like people relate to her because she's mm -hmm. such an honest person and that's what spurred me to be like wow there's there's people like her all across the country they may not be famous but they feel the same things and they're dealing with a lot of the same hardships and there's there was no place for them to go so uh, actually are you in your office right now i am <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, i'm in my he, i'm in my home office my nice oh, i'm in okay, philadelphia pa <laughs> guys he, he shared with us the collection that he has with all the britney dolls that was released you know back in the 2000 he's gonna take the, he's gonna take a picture and gonna post on our instagram for you guys to see i i'm as, as a collector i am so jealous right now <laughs> It's like you have every single one. Every single one. I think I'm missing the one purple outfit, the one purple jumpsuit um, from the Oops tour because it is too. It's like a thousand dollars on eBay. And I don't know which outfit you're talking about. Maybe it, maybe it'll come to me later. Oh, you yeah. It's the purple, the yeah. all purple one with the with kind of like the rhinestone. The Oops tour on the Oops tour. She used to oh, sing. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember one that she she did for Don't Go Knocking on My Door. Yes, like I know which one. Yes, yes. yes. Okay, yeah. yes. The, okay, cool. <laughs> if you didn't know this, Timothy, I was about to like, let's just end this podcast. Oh right my now. goodness. I'm sorry. It's just, it's a lot of looks. It's a I'll, lot. It's I'm a lot kidding. of looks. It's like $70. Where are you located? Where are you from? Where do you live? Yeah, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, and I am located in Philadelphia. BK. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh my God, I love Woody's. Oh, you, oh, you, <laughs> you know Woody's, you do you? Woody's. Yes. <laughs> I uh, I was a shot boy there in undergrad. You <laughs> were. So I paid for college, and not ashamed. That is so funny. That's funny to hear. No, it, I had a lot happy. of fun. I, I I remember just broke up with my ex at the time, and then ran out to Philadelphia. I never been there. I want to go. I want to like, you know. And then I went to Woody's. I had so much fun. Oh my gosh. Our last guest is actually in Philadelphia too. BJ, Who? that surprise witness. Yes, I saw. Uh, I saw yeah, Christine I Hall go. behind her. I can't. I was like, I was automatically. I was like, you got another Philly person? Yes. So basically, you're a psychotherapist, correct? Yeah. So I. And what does that entail? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different people are like really confused about therapists in general. There's a lot of different 
letters behind different therapists' names. And my background comes from like an advocacy standpoint. So we look at uh, like a a social work approach to therapy that allows you to work both in mental health clinically, but also you can help change policies and advocate. So Brittany and her needs as as a person in the world was always interesting to me to advocate for people who couldn't have a voice. So I am um, an LSW psychotherapist. And what that entails is, you know, we, just like any other therapist, we talk about mental health of our patients and our clients. We mm-hmm. diagnose, we uh, treat people. And, you know, that's my job now full time is uh, working with lots of creative people. Um, my research, I do research for artists and mental health and how uh, it affects mm-hmm. their creativity or the, the questions of does their creativity leave them susceptible. For how long have you been doing this? The, I started my research uh, about four years ago and I am okay. yeah, about a year out and licensed on cool. my own now. So there's a whole lot of clinical hours you have to put in like residencies and stuff like that after school. Oh, okay. So, Interesting. You have to have a, you have to do that. Then you have to have two years of clinically supervised experience and then you just keep going and going and going. Oh what is your correlation with Britney? Why, like, what did you make you, you know, study, be in this field? Yeah, in high school. Uh, so I am much older <laughs> than you boys. Um, but uh, when... I like how older guys. So what do you fine. mean? You oh, look younger oh, than me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, your husband's going to kill me. Uh, he's going to be fine with me. Are you kidding? I'm, I'm, I'm like easing into my zaddy role now. Felipe and I like, kind of like flirting with every single one of our guests, but we've had some good looking people on. Gosh, uh, I remember uh, in high school when I wanted to go to school for theater and acting, I was modeling at the time and um, I was just really interested. Brittany, I'm a, I danced. That was my, you know, a really strong kind of engagement with the arts. And she, oh, she was just like, mesmerizing for me I saw her I, you know I was I think she, I'm two years younger than her so I was like maybe 15 when she when Baby One More Time came out and I remember I like just okay. wasn't it, it like changed everything I was like that I just want that I want all of that and yeah I just she, she was it from day one so you kind of got obsessed with her and then you started did you ever start was there a certain point that you started analyzing a little bit maybe like with the media or even like lately yeah i've been a fan of the person um you know the the interesting thing about britney for me is like i get i get really mad when people are people are like oh she doesn't have talent like i remember even being young when she first came out and i was like from the other side as a person who does do that you have no idea the effortlessness that she makes, the reason that it looks so effortless is because there's mm-hmm. so much talent. And She's professional. Um, yeah, I, I, was, I was mesmerized and I've, I, I've always enjoyed her as a person because she was one of the few celebrities that was actually relatable. Like I was like, oh, yeah. you feel like honest. Like I, I don't not believe what you're saying. You're not guarded, which I think was her let down later on, you know? But yeah. Like, she was here for it. She was here for every question. She was here for, she was, she gave so much and I just was fascinated with her. I mean, I think that's what people miss the most. You know, she's been dorky, funny, and now, you know, nowadays, unfortunately, because everything that's happening, like, she's been so robotic and, like, it's, it's a huge difference. Just recently, babe, this has been, she's been robotics for years, like 10 plus. About, I was going to say about 2010. Yeah, yeah. We can can dive in later, but yeah. She was just the most dynamic performer. I I, like, I caught every performance. I was the person to watch like MTV and vote for all of her videos and rush home from school to catch them, you know. Do you know any choreography of hers? Oh, yeah. Uh, Every year. So there's this company... (laughs) You'll, if you boys Google enough, I can send it to you. But there's this company called Tribal Fools that puts on a uh, burlesque every year. Uh, and oh. every year I put together a company of dancers and professional artists. And we do a Britney song every year. And we do choreography live. And it's a strip. So it's like a burlesque. So you're taking things off. Oh. And they're kitschy. So oh, we've done Breathe On Me. We've done... Oh my gosh. We, it, the last one, what did we do last? We did Slave. Uh, and we get a professional choreographer to come in and make sure that we're we want to actually learn every bit of the choreography. So Slave was 
so insane. She makes that, I was like, that can't be that hard watching the video. I'm like, I'm a dancer, I can do it. She makes it look too effortless. So easy. She's, she's yeah. talented. Yeah. She maintains choreography in this insane way. Till these days, I try to do like the break, uh, 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 uh. but I don't know exactly. <laughs> Is the uh, 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 the official sound? Yeah. <laughs> but no, that was great. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, yeah. you know, he's doing the iconic <laughs> slow dance break. I know every single time I think I have it and then I look back and I was like, shit, I was off like on one count or off on two counts or whatever the case is. But at least we get the, the devil horns yeah. always at the right that time. That one I think <laughs> my yeah, I love how we did it. That- I have a question. So, you know, we all know what Brittany been through, you know, since 2007. As a, as a psychotherapist, can you say any anything about that? Like maybe analysis about it or, you know, and maybe, you know, going like lifetime to how she's now. So in graduate <laughs> school, she was like my thesis for you have to look at uh, as a therapist. You, they make you not only work clinically one on one, they're like, take a big issue and try and understand it psychologically and I uh, talked about her breakdown and the use of the word breakdown which is actually completely not appropriate and so I'm going to say this like since you have a mental health professional ethically I don't know her diagnoses I don't treat her Uh, I can only speak from my own personal clinical experience uh, but I value her and I don't pathologize her which means I'm not looking at her like she is crazy. Uh, there, there's a human in there, and there's a lot of biopsychosocial factors that make her life. But in two, th- so this is the thing I tell people: our brains don't finish developing until we are 27 to 28. Sure. If you think about it, this woman wasn't even her brain had not fully developed, and she had worldwide success, two children, postpartum depression, stress upon stress, all of those factors alone. Or, or anybody else would would have mental distress, and so one of the things that I find fascinating is when people assume that because she is so mature in some ways and she was so engaged, she presented so much older than she was. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that was a child, and you know, and she at twenty two was gra- grappling with things that like clients come to me with at 40 they're like oh my god i have two children yeah. and divorce I'm like this woman had that plus worldwide it's of course it was a lot and shaving your head is it's it is the most common factor to make us feel like we have control almost everybody does it every gay i know during quarantine was like Zzz. yeah and yeah. so to, to to but it's there's a different standard for women and there's a different mm-hmm. standard for her yeah because she's the you know the next What's called the girl next door, the American dream. Like she always say, like with other artists, they do something, they care a little bit, but then they forget. But when it's Britney, you know, it follows up with her into you know the end of the the end of her days. So yeah, I there's and there's a pattern. Um, we've been doing that. One of my friends did a study on women in, in media, and there's we've been doing this since Judy Garland. We've been doing this since Marilyn Monroe. Like. We love to eat these women up and their talent, and then we love to spit them up, and we want them to keep coming back. We, mm-hmm. we enjoy, especially American people, really enjoy a good comeback story. But what, yes, is, yes. what I think we realize now is that that's not appropriate for people. It's not mentally healthy. Also, no. you know, 2007, we have laws now. You can't do those things. You, you can't stalk people the same way. You can't. You can't literally like crowd them there's laws because people have died and it's just diana diana i mean great yeah. example i mean if i'm not mistaken i remember reading somewhere that like before paparazzi they could even be you know in a, a, a public places but now apparently the, after what happened with britney with so many paparazzi going after her they had to create this law that's some yeah. of the stuff that i realized when i was doing research is that britney's you know whatever you want to call it Breakdown, which I don't like that word, but um, fall from grace, or I just call it Britney's being human, uh, allowed for a lot of other celebrities to have peace. Like she yeah. paid. That's why I'm like, people stop asking for more because she gave you enough. We, because of her, we have changed laws. We have realized that people are people. I just wish back in the day people had the awareness that they have nowadays. They treated her like, oh, she's crazy. You know, she's lunatic, and you know, and she's a. She's a mega huge superstar, and everything what she's been doing or doing, you know, making her mistakes, we actually did the same, but not in the public eye. 
So, I mean, I wish just back in the day, the mental health, it was um, taken in a more seriously way, not just making fun of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's a valid point. And, like, also, like, I think of, like, uh, tour cancellations and concert cancellations and stuff like that. Like, you know, you would never hear of a Britney Spears uh, cancellation due to no. a mental health issue. No. Um, however, it's a little bit more um, common. Well, not with Corona times, but pre-Corona, yeah. let's say 2019, it's a little bit more common to hear, you know, Selena Gomez is, you know, suffering from a situation. She needs to cancel the remainder of her legs or Ariana Grande was tour exhaustion. So it, we just hear a little bit more. She's been vocal about loving her her craft and her talent and her work, but not that game since day yeah. one. You know, Lucky was not, like, that. That that's not happenstance. All of these songs, she has been stating that this is not what she wanted to begin. She wanted to perform and she wanted to entertain. And she, that's, that's what she was in it for. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, what people forget. Like, just because you're a worldwide entertainer does not give you the responsibility to have to, like, hold all the world's problems or become like this epitome of perfection it's just it's impossible it's an impossible task and i think she tried it which is part of the hardship you know do you think if she is freed out of this conservatorship do you think she would actually probably continue performing or do you think it's gonna come to a halt Hmm. I, you know, I, I, I think a part of Britney Spears really wants to like settle down, uh, maybe have a child again. I, she loves her babies. I, I, well, she stated that multiple times. Yes, yeah. she did. She, wants she got those child. bobies. But I yes. think that I do think Britney might want to have a more simple life. But I do think she loves performing. That uh, that kind of movement is a part of her communication. Britney communicates through movement. Britney communicates through performance. So I do think she would want to perform, but I think it would be something like we've seen before where there's a a little more stability for her. I think that she, Mm -hmm. and I think the free Britney movement has given us insight in that Britney's asked, Britney's not asking, I want to be free from everything. I think that there are, there is mental health concerns. I think Britney probably knows what's going on for her there and wants to be able to have both to be able to say, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe I do need some support okay, I just don't want this support. This is the support I need and I can do both. Yeah. You know, she's not in, they, we treat her like she's, uh, like she's uh, in constant psychosis, which is not true. You cannot perform and do the things that she is doing clinically. You, you Then you can't diagnose her with, it doesn't line up. I mean, but yeah, you know who actually ha- has it well? Um, like, you know, that good stance, you know, being famous, also being able to perform and then escape to like, Nowhere, no one know, knows where she is for years is Janet Jackson. Yes. Um, I think about her, like, she like, she's in, like, you know, in, in Dubai for, like, two years. All of a sudden, is coming up with an album and then a tour and then pieces out again, you know? And that, I think that would be probably, like, something would, if Britney could do, I think she would want to do that. Like, not be in the public eye and perform yeah. when she wants to perform. Yeah, I've always said that she would... I agree with you wholeheartedly. I've always said that or something similar to, like, Janet... Not Janet. um, J-Lo's, you know, artistic side musically. Like, take out Mm -hmm. the films and whatnot. But J-Lo, once in a while, drops an album. She does a kick-ass limited tour. Mm -hmm. tour. And then... And I think that's a great life. That would be a great life for her. As you, you know, being a psychotherapist, clinically, do you really think Britney has dementia? No. So if she had dementia, there would be there would be a lot more than than uh, the inability to to perform. She wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things that she is doing. I think what Brittany has. So what we as therapists look at is is people are like, oh, she's crazy, and she's she's talking like a, a child or. She has a thing what we call regression, which means that a part of you may have been traumatized, and your brain resorts to that time to try and understand it, you know, to try and correct it, to try and, uh, to try and regulate. And I think that Brittany, we forget was a child prodigy, you know? And so I think right now when left in captivity, if you think about it or isolation, you don't Mm -hmm. have access to role models. And if she, I don't, I do not like the psychologist who's treating her. I followed very closely, you know, the Uh one had the aneurysm and, you know, but, Whoever was treating her did not do her good justice in mental health because she she, she needs a, a she needs a good therapist to sit with her and say this is Brittany the performer yes this is Brittany the person and this is Brittany the mother 
where what is the through line and what do you what do you feel is compromised and how can I help you unify the sense of fractured self? So Brittany lives mm-hmm. in such a fractured world that I think that she does not have dementia. I just think that she doesn't know how to be all of those things at one time. Mm-hmm. And so I think right now she's really struggling. I, you know, I, I think there's a real childlike innocence about her right now because I think that she is really just trying to rediscover a sense of self that she didn't get to have. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree my, with that. My um, biggest thing that's like, um, when I explain to people, they're like, oh, like, are we ever going to get the old Britney back and stuff along those lines? I'm like, if, if things do change in her conservatorship or whatever the case is and she does, you know, regain more autonomy against her own life and, you know, be able to post what she wants to post or be whatever she wants to do, um... I think we're gonna have to get used to like used to the new Britney. The new Britney, and yeah. We want people to stay the same as they were when we fell in love with them, and that goes with every relationship you have, whether it's family, exactly. friends, partners, and it doesn't change for celebrities. We, I, I wish I could dance like I did at seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. I wish I had that uh, extension. Yeah, I, I, uh, like it's just not and the spunk. Yes, and it's just yeah. like. The, the reason that you are so rambunctious is because there's there's nothing to lose because you haven't gained a sense of self yet. But once you start to know who you are, you're not willing to compromise. And she is clearly a private person, regardless. Yeah. Like she, I I think that she is communicating. I think she's letting us know that she's on a spiritual journey. Like that post yesterday with the necklace. Uh-huh. She's reflecting on what it means to be a person. She's she's a God loving human. We know this. Mm-hmm. She she very much spirituality is important to her and I think she's trying to she's trying to discover who she is outside of Britney Spears and she could not do that and in a conservatorship there's even less freedom to do it and then in a conservatorship with uh, you know the pandemic her world is really really small (laughs) I have a question for you you know (laughs) as you're like talking about her do you when was the time that you became concerned about Britney's mental health? Like, was it 2007? Was it earlier? Well, I think to me, it was in my last meeting greet in Blackpool. I don't know if you've seen the video that was one of her last tours, she cried on stage. So that moment in 2007, 2018, when Zach actually said, Britney is not right. But that was when, that's when I yeah, first realized. That she, I think that there is, uh, there, we can't know her diagnoses, but I, I don't think that Brittany has dementia. I think that there is uh, either something, we call them a certain cluster, um, cluster B, mood disorders, that kind of thing. I, I, there's either a mood disorder, there's something, a, a panic disorder, quite possibly, and those things make all the sense. Like, I think to that video when she was on the circus tour and the, uh, the, 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 like Stan ran up to the stage. Did you, did you remember that? And she's mm-hmm. like, having she like that response. Even at a celebrity, they like a, reg, a person knows that that is a that is a part of performance that that could happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if you look up like crazy fans jumping the stage on YouTube, you see lots of famous people being like, "Whoa!" But there's they know yeah. there's a lot of people to intercept. Her response yeah. was was pure terror. And that comes from, that response was much, it, it comes from a much deeper level of whatever that yeah. might be. And I don't know what that is for her, but I watched that video and that's, and I'm like, that is a person. Who- I haven't seen that video in a while, but I, I like, I do remember yeah. seeing her reaction. But, it was it's really unsettling. It's so yeah. unsettling. I feel like, oh, we're getting so deep, but it's a very unsettling response. But just to complete what I was saying in that show, I also, the lack of caring for her, like she was crying at the stage and they just played freak show right after. Like, they didn't even wait for her to, like, get get yourself together, just take a little break. They just they played probably didn't want right her to after. reveal anything. They're uh, probably like, we got to shut this girl up and turn off her mic off. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you, Timothy? When did you actually first... Um, I mean, I've had a few concerns, obviously. Like, when I was younger, I didn't obviously understand everything, like, in 07, 08. Like, yes, I remember, like, being, like, weirded out sometimes that she'd put, like, a British accent to paparazzi or something along those lines. But, and obviously, like, the pink wig. I was like, okay, like, this is not, like, the Britney I kind of grew up with. Like, what's going on? And then, you know, unfortunately, the first, you know, 
the whole, you know, with the ambulance pictures. That was like a shock to me because I was like, what do you mean? Like, she's gone to the know, hospital? Like, I didn't understand. Do you know yeah. that the pink wig was a Brazilian guy that gave to her? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's another story, but I mean, I don't, I don't want to lose your, your, your time. We, we got to We got to talk about that another time, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, like, when I started to get it, like, as a teenager and, like, started to understand for sure, for sure, it was, like, femme fatale time. Like, it was just, like, this was, like, not the Britney I'm used to at all, at all, at all. Like, I thought she was shy and timid during the circus era because that I thought at the circus era, I thought I was like, oh, this is not really the new, like, the yeah. Britney I'm used to. Yeah. And then, especially the femme fatale time, I'm like, Where, where's the spark? Like, she looks half asleep on stage she looks like in interviews it's just like bland and like i that's that's and also when I started noticing that there was like censorship issues especially with the interviewers because it was just always the same questions and just like not exciting and like yeah every once in a while there would spark some joy for her and i would like get excited like oh this is the old britney but for the most part that's when i started realizing like something is up yeah, I always like to ask people when they started paying attention to that, just because everybody's responses are kind of different, you know? How about you? Uh, for me, I clocked that when, I clocked that early. I clocked that with Lucky. I was like, mm-mm. Oh. She was quite involved. Uh, and there was that moment where she's like looking at herself, uh, where, where like uh-huh. her playing Lucky is like looking in the mirror, but she's looking at herself. And I was like, I love Britney. Britney is not the best actor, like cl- no. at, at the as a craft. She's an amazing uh-huh. performer, but there, I was like, this is you're not. You don't have to pretend at all. You you know this person, and you know this person crying at night, mm-hmm. and you feel it. And I knew that then, and I you know it. I I felt in, I don't know just intuitively that I've seen it for a long time so in the, in the music video there's a, a, a clip of her looking in the mirror and you're saying that like it feels like it's not necessarily acting it just feels like it's like the actuality like she's looking at her reflection and she's just like who am I or where am I yes. wearing the red top and she's singing to herself in the robe and it's when her, her face when she's in the red top looking at herself I was like oh you know this story something yeah. girl she was I just not acting Mm-mm. I mean, we, we can never know. I think that right now, though, we are seeing some good turns. That's that's yeah. uh, that's what I'm actually hopeful for. Is yes. this judge seems to be doing due justice, um, and really, I think that that is the best we can hope for in a really broken system. It's been a little like heavy getting... topic, right? Yeah, we we we've been talking about such. Yeah, fans fans yeah. avoid this though. They, yeah. they just, and I think that... Like some podcasters, you know, I'm not just trying some people, but I'm just... <laughs> well, like, as you stated, well, well, Peter, like you stated that like this, you know, this podcast, you, the, the reason why you were attracted to it a little bit is because, you know, we try to bring in both perspectives of, you know, mentioning of Britney's, whether it is talking about her mental health or not, or talking about the free Britney movement, and um, just talk, not just for the nostalgia of it all, we're just, you know, trying to be realist, and, um, you know, these are the real conversations and com- like that need to happen at yeah. first stands. These are real conversations that I have with other Britney fans. Like, people who are true stands, we actually mm-hmm. say, like, oh, this is how I feel. This feels different. You know? And I've seen every one of her tours. Every single one. I have been to all of them. I actually haven't done a meet and greet. Only because I, like, really... I, I wanted to, like... I'm, not, I'm glad you did it. Let me say that. No, so no, but, like, but like, sometimes, but like part sometimes of me was I like, kind of regret it. Yeah, I was like, yeah. she doesn't want... I know, and I, I have friends, you know, from going to... You go to school for theater, some of your friends are famous, you know? And I have friends who are, are very famous, and they do not like meet and greets. It's, like, awkward, and there's stress, and you're already thinking about your performance, and you're worried about that. It's just an added layer. So I just, yeah. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't need a picture with her. I've, my whole, her, her, her catalog is the narration of my life. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, for, for that standpoint, I mean, you know, coming from Brazil that I never had opportunity to see her as many times as I did here. Um, it actually was a gift of one of my ex-boyfriends, you know, he said, you know, would you like to meet Britney? I said, sure. But I never had intention to meet her. It was something that, you know, it was actually back in the day, it wasn't my wish list. But nowadays, especially the last one, I wish I haven't done it, you know, because it made me feel really weird. Do you want to be featured in our podcast? Leave us a voice message. 
you can leave us a voicemail on Instagram or using the link in the description of the episode. You might be featured on the next podcast. But thank you, Peter, for all your insights as, you know, uh, psychotherapists, because, um, you know, we're not just an only fan um, saying anything based on information, but you're actually just being clinically, you know, saying And again, you're not giving any diagnosis of her. It's just your, you know, your standpoint about this whole Yeah, situation. it's important to know because, like, some people on the Free Britney movement do get kind of annoyed sometimes with people, like, giving her, you know, a diagnosis. diagnosis. It's like, that's not what we're about. Um you can't do it. Yeah. And, and like, you can look at symptoms and it could be like, I, like I said, there's definitely something that lives in the world of panic disorder, anxiety, maybe bipolar. Uh, but she is not in psychosis. Like we act like she is. Yeah. She is not. Um, and for the age that she would be in. Like, yeah. It's not and, for her to be in this and if she way. is on medication, maybe she, you know, I, I'm not going to say that her clinician is giving her the right ones or things of that nature. But when people come for her, they're like, she's dancing slower. Most of the medications we get for mental health delay your motor movements by two to three seconds. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, well, like just, you're, you're a dancer. You, yeah. you used to dance. All right, I pretend that I'm a dancer too. You are, I've so, seen your Instagram. You are a dancer. <laughs> I saw you the other day. So if you don't practice and you lose your touch, if you're not stretching every day and you're not dancing every day, you lose your touch. And it's just, so if you have, say for example, four months off of no dancing, you're gonna be rusty in your head you might think you're not rusty but then you end up injuring yourself and you're like oh i guess i can't hit that like i used to hit that so it's just i don't like i don't necessarily think it's just all about repetition practicing and it's like it's a a, it's literally a form of exercise a form of i don't know what to say but like you know, you can't expect, if you don't run every day, you can't expect that. You used to run five miles a day back in early, you know, last year, but now you're <laughs> trying to do it out. You got to prepare you yourself. Can't. You got to yeah. do, okay. 100%. 100%. You get it. You get it. <laughs> so let's talk about, I was born to make you happy. Well, to the Britney Spears Collapses. Are you ready? That's my prerogative. It's my prerogative. Now watch me. Yes. That's, oh. Finally. So, guys, this was the official fourth single of Britney. As it was the fourth official single on Europe. But... It seems like everywhere but the U.S. Yes. Yeah. But in the U.S., the official fourth one was from the bottom of my broken heart. But we're gonna talk about that maybe a little later on. But let's talk about. Bones well, we have plenty of mi- we have uh, international listeners, so we're doing this one specially for you. And it is honestly one of her biggest hits in the USA. Like people just know that song. Yes. And they're like, wait, she has a music video for it. I've never <laughs> seen this. Yeah. And you're like, because it wasn't played on MTV when we were kids. I know, like that. Like I love rock and roll. There's some, some of her epic videos are just we're not here. Yeah. So, Born to Make You Happy, as I said, it was the fourth official single. It was recorded back in May 1998. It was released on December 6, 1999. It was written and produced by Christian Ludman. Ludman? I don't know. This name, this Swedish people, like, they have such a difficult last name to pronounce. I'm sorry, but it it is. Um, It sold 1.2 million records worldwide. Um, And... It hit number one on the charts on Denmark, Ireland, UK, Scotland, and I don't know why there's like a chart in Europe. It's just Europe in general. Like I think they base it off in all the countries. So she was number one on the Europe charts too. I don't really know what that means, but that's I'm sure may- potentially what if that's like that? That's their version of Billboard Hot 100. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? That could be. Yeah, so music video, I could not find where it was uh, shot, but I think it was in LA and it was entirely um, commissioned by Jive. Um, So it was directed by this guy named Billy Voldorf. And actually, it was the first music video that Wade Robson choreographed for Britney. Yes, yes it was. So we we have this connection since, you know, back in the days. 
Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it's the first music video that Britney didn't do with Nigel Dick. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I have a fun fact, actually. And we know that as real stands that there's two versions of the song. Mm-hmm. And one of them says bonus remix, but that is not a remix, honey. That <laughs> no, is that... its own version. And it is fucking awesome. Um, own arrangements. Uh, yes, swearing <laughs> is encouraged on this app. Great. It is fucking stellar. Her belt on that is great. I love her vocals. I love her ad libs. Oh, her riffs. So I read that that was a, the first, the bonus remix that they targeted, I guess, as a... Uh, B-side was the original version of the song and then it was too I guess they said that they had too much sexual undertones Mm -hmm. so then therefore they re-recorded a new version and then that is the final version the final version feels poppier and more like like sexual yeah like I'm like I don't know how the only thing what (laughs) <laughs> I know you're right. Well, the first version is it was apparently when the label and Britney wanted to go like the Cheryl Crow route, mm-hmm. not necessarily the pop, you know, bubblegum pop route such as NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. I mean, I didn't discover that bonus version until I think the singles collection came out. I think uh-huh. a little bit before that because like illegally downloading online because <laughs> it was a B side on the single. Yeah, but. Once it came out on the singles collection, I would stream it all the time. And her vocals are really, like, they're just really untouched in that version, which I really like, mm-hmm. too. I actually am one of those people that's like, I, I thoroughly enjoy Britney Spears' voice. I like it. I, Me, I, too. I, I mean, we're stands, obviously, right? It is so distinct in a good yeah. way. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, wish she, I wish she could just require more music, more songs with... You know, that deep voice that she had, like very raw. And... <laughs> so, Peter, did you did you know anything about that? Because there's this rumor that Felipe and I were going back on, and I could have mm-hmm. sworn I've seen more articles about it, that the reason, I thought the reason why it was, wasn't released in the U.S. because it had to do with teen pregnancy and stuff along those lines. Do you know about this rumor? I, yeah, I do know about that rumor. I think... I, I think that sometimes there's a lot of truth to the high editing of all things at that time. Like, mm-hmm. sh- if that, and like I said, how old are you guys again? How old are you? So I'm 26. I'm 29. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm 36. But at that time, I will say I was pretty much her age. And at that time, for like, I, for anybody to wear something that like even had like a, a v-neck was considered scandalous we didn't songs about like slave for you which is like you know we're like oh that's kind of tame now at that time yeah. that was such scandal i remember when the um the performance which she stripped off and she performed oops right uh-huh. and she had the nude bodysuit. it wasn't just a big deal my dad brought home the New York Times and she was on it. The front oh cover for being so utterly inappropriate. And people, there was like shock and awe. And I'm like sitting here like, like most of the teenagers are like, oh, we do worse than that in the backseat of our car. But at that time, <laughs> that was epic. So I would not be surprised if they found there was some kind of tone. Gotten version. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it was, apparently it's a rumor that there was two music but, uh, videos. But honestly, right? we, we were talking about that before, and I actually, I think that it might be uh, a right, you know, this rumor, because the rumor says in the first, you know, five seconds of the music video, Britney is laying down in this couch, this red couch, which does make nonsense being, being red. And she's kind of like holding her belly, kind of being pregnant. And if you guys go, okay, I'm going to make you guys watch this video right now when you go back, when you finish listening to this podcast. Because <laughs> it does look like Britney was pregnant on the video. And if you think about it, that's the only shot that, that in the end with the same clothes, with the same concept. The rest, to me, this music video of Britney is the most weird music video. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, at least doesn't at least make for sense, me. does it? <laughs> no, it really doesn't make sense um, at all. But I mean, I live for the choreography and the cute little Bob. And the beginning part's like so weird that she's yeah. alone, and it's just yeah. it, it's just weird. But I do like the dance and the the triangle, whatever. Yeah, like it's a cute dance. It is, you know, it's a, it's a really it cute is. dance. And the I guy's mean, not a bad-looking guy either. He's shirtless. 
No, he was. Why is it? Essentially, the the original concept was that he impregnated her, and he, and she said, "I'm not going to give it an abortion. I'm not going to give this up. I was born to make you happy." Oh my gosh! So I, I think that I honestly that version that rumor makes sense. Yeah, especially it does. for that confusing music video, that would probably be the connecting piece for it. And, and you know what makes more video. sense also? The the model, his name is Christopher Schneider Schneider. Um, he's also was on the front the bottom of my broken heart. It's the same guy. Oh. So if you guys make sense, Born to Make You Happy was the original fart single in Europe and from the bottom of my broken from the bottom of my broken heart was in the US. And they both use the same model. And it's kind oh. of the same story, like, you know, fall in love with the guy, the guy's there. So I don't know. Maybe I guess she really wasn't born to make him happy because she ends up leaving him in front of the bottom of my broken heart. <laughs> that's, that's that's the real tea. Um, what's your favorite born to make you happy performance? It's, I feel like it's so standard, but I really love on <laughs> tour where she comes out of the music box on um, the dream it's so because her people again her ballet movements are they look so simple and like she just wait but her posture her her movement is stellar and she Mm. looks insane and she just you know I love it I love it that that to me and it's, it's such a short bit I also like watching live performances of her where she does sing this song or Zara. sing with, you know, I, I just, I think it fits well in her voice. But that, that one, that one for me, I remember being on cool. tour, like seeing it and like, <laughs> like, oh my God, she's coming out of a freaking box. <laughs> How about you, Timothy? Yeah. That was actually, um, that was my first concert of seeing Britney and Dream Within a Dream and I, and I was eight years old and I do remember like that music box scene I was like she's singing my favorite song like I, I was just like in shock when she sang Born to Make You Happy because I, I didn't think that was going to be on the set list for whatever reason because I didn't know like that era was uh, the Britney era but um uh, I think my favorite performance I was going to say that because the ballet moves and she just looks so gorgeous and she's sweating but she's like listening yeah like oh my goodness it's like perfect um, but no I, I do like believe it or not the, the Disney Channel version in front of uh, the guitar the, the guitar and rock and roll that was on the DVD yeah um, because she sings for you know the little boy and then she goes her to her Latin dance break like dun 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 dun, dun, dun like <laughs> like a little salsa I'll do anything so I think it's like she would perform a little Latin dance number and like I don't know I just I think that's my favorite performance because she was a cultural queen before others well it looks as though my dancers have found a cutie out in the audience that they want to dance for so I guess I'll just sing to him what's your name sweetie? Xavier Xavier What about you, Felipe? My favorite, um, it's a performance I don't, I don't know if people really know. I just remember being one of the first illegal <laughs> live performances that I downloaded in my life. I, I don't remember the name of the, the, the TV show. I think it was something like Lottery, National Lottery in the UK. And she sings her entire song live. Um, she, I, if I'm not mistaken, she's just sat down in a chair and just singing like live. I think it, it just shows no dancing. Not no dancing. No, I don't. I don't remember. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send it to you guys if I find it. But I just love her voice on that video. Like I really love that. She does not dance. She does a chair, two backing vocals, and dancers. And she just like she doesn't dance. She just sings. Um, and why do you like it? Because her real voice. Yeah, it's her real voice, and she's not really like dancing or lip syncing. She's just really singing that the song, and I just love that performance. Like, when did you see it? Oh, when did, when did you I see, see it? Oh, yeah, right. you oh, my gosh. oh, my gosh. 
I saw it and I, they did play it on MTV. Like they were like, it wasn't later. It, did you have a premium subscription? No, 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 no. <laughs> I remember seeing it. I, I, I don't know if it was Carson Daly. So they were like a video that Britney didn't release. Like it, they did show us. It just wasn't something like one second TRL. Yes, like, this yeah. is an exclusive TRL exclusive. Yes, because we couldn't request I could, it. I could see them doing that. Yeah, we weren't allowed to request it. You couldn't call in and request it. So you got to see. You had to be home at like three forty-five <laughs> to catch it. Like I would run home and I would like kick everybody out of our living room and I would raise holy hell. I was like nobody bother me till four fifteen because I must see this moment god the kids it's don't funny. get it nowadays you could just click and get it how about you timothy um well i had um a life story magazine they used to sell these ten dollar magazines of at of britney spears at the grocery store in the u.s and it would be legit 9.95 and it would all these be these pictures of like it was like britney spears wikipedia page in a magazine with like pictures of her and stuff like that so they had a page um i had one that was like in 2001 or 2002 and it had her discography and then it had like a picture of born to make you happy her on the set and oh. i was like I've never seen this music video in my life. Like, what is this about? So uh, I didn't see the music video until um, The Greatest Hits My Prerogative. Oh, my God. Same. Same. Yeah. So. Yes. I didn't know. I didn't know there was a video. (laughs) So I knew there was a music video, though. I just didn't see it until The Greatest Hits. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't put it on until The Greatest Hits DVD. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right. Let's break the ice. Ice. Right. So good. Oh, I like this part. When did you start following Britney or when you became a fan? Yeah, I remember distinctly uh, she was the first music video that I had seen that I really liked. I uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this on something national. I, um, <laughs> I lost my virginity. <laughs> That's how I <laughs> looked up Britney Spears. I, I lost my virginity to that song and I looked at I needed to I, like I remembered it and I was like what? that was on the radio <laughs> so oh I, my god and then I asked my dad to buy me the CD and then um that was it <laughs> I love that that's how I knew she was I was like what is this song about that's on while this momentous occasion is happening oh my god did you make any jokes to the guy like, was it with a guy or with a girl no <laughs> I was not with a guy. Okay. <laughs> oh, so when you lost your virginity, legit? Legit. Wait, you know were, you, were you in a car? Are, no, I was car? in a cabin okay. at an anime convention. Oh, my oh, God. That is so specific. So that, it was just I on the radio. That. and that's I mean, how. Do you know what song uh, you lost your virginity when it played? Yeah, it was Baby One More Time. Because that's... Cause oh, that, wow. Because it was playing, and obviously I was like things are happening right now and then i heard on the radio i was like that was the song and then i looked it up and it, then it was a hit everybody knew what it was and i was like oh and then i, I guess did you call it. her or text her hey do you want to do it one more time or something <laughs> like that? No, no after that i was like i'm pretty sure i'm into something else <laughs> oh my god that's so funny it was soon after that i was like boys uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then after that you got it you did your research she's like that's the song i actually like this song and then just kind of stuck around yep then i watched the music then i saw the, the music video and i was like shook shook because i was i was a theater kid so even though i wasn't sure about my sexuality at the time i was already a dancer it was already something so when i saw that i was like whoa and my dad at first was like Oh, you think she's... He bought me everything because he thought I thought she was hot. And then when I came out, my dad was totally cool but about it. But he was like, oh, I really thought you... I thought you loved her, but he was like, you kind, you were just like dancing around. I wasn't sure if you were really attracted. I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm, you, you got it. I, I just wanted to be her. <laughs> What's your favorite... Britney album. This is a, this is the most difficult question because I they, I really love them all. So I'm gonna, but I'm <laughs> going to say, Glory makes me happy in like because okay. I, I, which is like it's between that and Britney all the time for me. But they are just two different sounds. But I was craving vocals from her after Britney. I was like really craving something that she was Real excited vocals. about yeah and i as where i am in my life i listen to glory and like it feels relevant to me now and so i mm-hmm. I, I listen to it almost every week 
Uh, what is your favorite single? Okay. Do, you cannot laugh. You cannot <laughs> and, laugh. And if it helps you, if I'm not mistaken, there's, um, there's single and then there's music video. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite single from her was probably going to be Oops. There's Ooh. just, yeah, I just, something about those, the, the guys <laughs> working it for her in the background and like, She's got so was that when you started realizing about your sexuality? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She, and she also she also like drove that video. She like looked in that camera and you were like, this person knows how to mesmerize a world. Like that moment where she like looks at you and it's like she owned every bit of her artistry and I loved it. Yeah. So so it's your favorite single and music video? Oops. No, no. My right. favorite yeah, that, that would be my favorite music video. My favorite single, you cannot laugh, is Someday It Will Understand. And it was a single. It was on the radio. Oh, look at you. I heard it. Okay. I heard I know. Okay, spiritual name. Okay, Christian name. <laughs> I think her I okay. love her vocals. I, I really love the sound. Uh, you know, I think she was passionate about it. Yeah, I, it was the last time that I really felt like she wrote wrote something before Glory mm. that she was excited about. And I yes. yeah, I love yeah. it. For that period of time that we didn't have much Britney someday. To me, it was one of my very favorite songs. Like, in pretty much until Blackout, I was I would just listen to that song. Yeah, love it. But also chaotic on the, the, the yeah. chaotic DVD. Mona Lisa. <laughs> and people liked Mona And I know people love Mona Lisa. And now that I'm older, I understand the lyrics and stuff. But chaotic was a bop and a half. I used to, you know, twirl and perform. Yeah. And <laughs> Let's get crazy. <laughs> Exactly. You've seen, so you answered this question, have, uh, you've seen her live for every single tour. Um, is there a certain uh, tour that, you know, is kind of your favorite or kind of holds the most sentimental value to you? Dream Within a Dream. It is, oh God, it was so, it was just so good. Onyx Hotel was really great, but um, the by the time she'd come around to Philadelphia, she was like already like she was there's a little bit of a cockiness that i was like and she wasn't uh, this is for dream she miami. was like i could tell she like was this before or after miami it would have been after miami she did philly okay. she came back up to the northeast after yeah because philly's always one of like the early yeah it was it was after miami and she she was like on stage like look like playing with the dancers but like not performing like she'd break moments and like but be mouthing and yeah she wasn't really with it but dream within a dream was like i will my it was like the first big like even when i saw her previous tours they didn't feel as epic that was the first concert where i was like wow this is the the amount of like pyrotechnics and the the, her dancing and her production yeah the production elements were insane she can sing on the, in that bra and be, the water coming down on her at the end. I was like, yes. When Britney had two, like she had the second, like where where was the second, like when she actually added the remixes versions, like yes, the she did boys and dark child remix. Got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Got and it. then also certain dates that mystery songs. To, that to she Justin would do, Timberlake. Cause like, yeah, because that's when like that. Yeah, exactly. The breakup would happen. Got and stuff it. Like that. So just to have an idea, like Onyx Hotel, like how much would it be cost to see her, like close? I think those tickets were not cheap then either. But at the time, I think Onyx was like two fifty. I didn't look at my ticket. Oh. I think two fifty three hundred. Oh, so they were pricey. Okay. They were pricey, but back then that was really pricey. Because yeah. now those seats are like f- for concerts, wise like six, yeah. seven. Yeah, they're double now. So regarding to the Free Britney movement, I you know I'm a huge activist for the Free Britney movement. Um, pretty much, I've, I've gotten you know try to use my voice, kind of like why you're in it, trying to use your voice for people you know who can't use their voice. How do you feel about the Free Britney movement? How did you first discover it? How, what are your current stance on it? And yeah, and such. I um I learned it, actually I was in graduate school in 2017 when I did my presentation on her and conservatorships and I was I had learned so much and I, I wanted to instruct my other mental health professionals I was like what would we do if Brittany can't get out of this what are the clients and patients that we're going to see that can't like how can we help those kind of voices and I think that it, it I am pro free Brittany I think that I would hope that I think Brittany would want this too. I really would hope that 
this changes laws again like it did with the paparazzi where if she's going to suffer through something that it helps other people that she that this experience lets us realize that we use that we use people and ways to marginalize them and we use mental health to, to take advantage of people i mm-hmm. do not the diagnoses and the conservatorship uh are do not match that is not an arrangement and i am a mental health professional i've seen that we do not assign that level of care to somebody in her with her ability and, and she may have mental health issues but she is not struggling with dementia she does not forget who she is she's not psychotic or in psychosis constantly so i do hope i, I think Brittany knows exactly what she needs i think she's not asking to be out of yeah. it completely and i think that's actually to me that's a mature woman saying i might need some support um but i don't need yeah. control so yes uh, my stance is i well right now we don't necessarily don't know if Brittany like is okay with it or not however like we do think like she like the free britney movie she's been asking for things little by little and we're just uh, like going with whatever she's wanting whatever that is court documented and what she's saying that she Mm -hmm. wants then that's what we're kind of advocating for yep same i think that whatever what the lawyer is getting is simple and i think that actually what i do know is that the more she the more complicated request that she asks the longer this process will take so i think that what Brittany is smartly doing is that lawyer saying i need you to keep with with how can we say this in the most simple way so you can do all those other things but we need to keep it simple so that a, a judge can go yeah you should most certainly have these b- five basic rights because if you if we extend this and extend this and extend this and make it so integrated she will never be free of it and she will be too exhausted to keep fighting so i think this is the first time i like i said i really have hope because I think that the, the, the requests make all the sense and I think that they're easily mm-hmm. accessible right now and then she can fight for more later. I agree. Agreed. Right now she wants her father out. She that, wants her father out. And that makes all, so. Also, that, you would never... You, you, yeah, we would never put somebody with his background and his, uh, his engagement in, in control. It's a very big conflict of interest. The last question. If Brittany was listening to this podcast... Uh, what message would you like to send it to her? Yeah, I actually just had this conversation with the head of our group practice. We were actually talking about what we would say to Brittany. And, Aww. you know, I can't, I actually can't treat her because I'm not licensed. In, we're licensed by state and nobody's licensed mm-hmm. in all 50 states. It's not the way it works. Um, but I would sit her down and I would, I would say to her that Brittany therapy and and honoring your authenticity should be freeing. And if you feel that you want to talk, I just would love to tell her that there are people out there that would love to just listen and don't want anything in return. And I would, I hope that she can garner a world where that happens and she can learn to believe it. Cause right now she cannot trust anyone, but I would say, I hope that I hope for you peace and trust in the future so that you can, you can move through this and also maybe connect with your mental health in a way that feels like you can be an advocate for yourself. Not, not a kind of like a, patient all the time her biggest like argument when she say like i don't like the word victim like i'm not yes. a victim of success victim and of she's success. like i'm not don't try to pity me that was very nice yeah <laughs> she's um, a warrior that was a great great yeah. message to our girl we love you Brit. <laughs> Brittany. if you ever listen to this podcast we love you so much. i hope she listens you never know that's one thing i'm always curious about i wonder if she if she ever listens to these things just to hear yeah, the yeah. positive things people care about you know i don't know yeah, so we'd like to thank you for being part of our podcast today. Yes, uh, it, it was an honor. It, it was, was so really nice. Oh, please, boys, if you come through Philly, come visit. Let's hang out. Let's go I to Woody's together. Might. Let's go to Woody's together. Yes. <laughs> Shot but, boy, give us some some jello shots. Hundred <laughs> percent. Thank you also for your insights as a you know psychotherapist and saying all the clinically insights clinically about Britney's situation I think it brought us a lot of knowledge as well so thank you so much my pleasure yes. and perspective so that's important yeah, yeah. I, I think that I you know I, I think that the more awareness we bring to mental health the freer Britney can be so I think people if you're struggling make it normal so that she can struggle with you and also stop trying to compare a 16 year old to a near 40 year old let's move on 
That's what I want to tell y'all. Let her be what she is and enjoy her as she is. That's my message. And just enjoy it now. Yeah, I Enjoy it. I enjoy it while you have it. Enjoy it. Our so, girl said, you know, she looks so pretty in the picture she posted yesterday. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah, Fucking she stunning. Was. For the listeners, if they want to, you know, even, even uh, follow you on Instagram or maybe start doing some therapy with you, how, how they can find you on Instagram. Yeah. I um, keep all my handles. Name, my, it's just my name, Peter Andrew Danzig. So... It's easy to find me. So we'll make sure you tag you. Thank everybody that's been listening to the podcast. I wanted to tell you that we are having a giveaway that's going to happen next week. It's our first ever, very first giveaway. And this is sponsored by Timothy. <laughs> yes. Baby, baby, hit me one Personal more time. Personal collection. So make sure you go to the picture of the pink cassette on our um, Instagram and all the rules are there very simple this is a reminder that this is not Timothy and Felipe's podcast this is our podcast please continue staying engaged with us it means a lot to us it keeps the drive going and um, we, we look forward to you know keep bringing these to you guys and it's, it's been a lot of fun and we got to keep this going so thank you again tag us when you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts whether you're working out to us or listening to us on your drive or your work leave day. us advice man message honestly voicemails are key and uh, voice messages are key and then on top of that nudes you know Philippe and I are both single so <laughs> just don't send any to, to Peter here he's <laughs> taken alrighty well thank you goodbye you guys bye, bye. bye. baby what you see is what you get Hi, what's up? This is Britt, and I'm not in right now, so do your thing. Beep! <laughs> I'm just kidding.